So don't listen to this podcast if you haven't seen The Crimes of Grindelwald. Okay, let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast all about a different way of experiencing cinema with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. Sleepy nighttime edition. Ooh, nights. Because <laughs> it is 8.15pm. <laughs> yes. And I have I've freshly awoken from a nap. Ah. Uh, my name is Scott Martin, and uh, with me is the man who runs on Duncan, Oliver Deer. Running on Duncan like he doesn't mean nothing. He's roly-polying down a hill, and there I go, running on when I wrote that, When I wrote that, I... I I wrote it Duncan, as in D-U-N-K-I-N, yeah. and then a little apostrophe. And I was, <clears throat> it, it makes complete sense. But then when I say it out loud, I realize it sounds like Duncan, like I'm, the man. Yeah, I'm running on a man. Um, but I guess <laughs> what you mean is Dunkin' Donuts? Is that? Yes. Like you're, you're fueled by Dunkin' Donuts. You're running on Duncan. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm pretty sure it is a Dunkin' Donuts. I think it was America runs on Duncan. Okay. How do you not know where it's from? Do you? You just have this because, phrase well, book open, and it doesn't tell well, you what they're from. Well, no, I've I've got a list of them, and then I pick what one I think will work, and then I forget. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> I just I just put I just write in my notes what is necessary, um, <laughs> and then that doesn't include the actual company. But I'm pretty sure this was Duncan. But yeah, it's I promise you, it's the Duncan of the act of putting something in another <laughs> thing and taking it out. And not Duncan, the man that you like to have a beer with. And not Duncan, the act of placing a ball through a hoop with incredible yes. high jump. <laughs> now, is that the same as the one that I explained? Because you're putting something into something. Oh, yeah. You're dunking a donut in... You're dunking your hoop into your cup of milk? Swish, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, that's actually weird because the, the, the donut is hoop-shaped. So... You would, wow. you would technically be putting some sort of circular food into the donut. Maybe a M&M. <laughs> <laughs> it just, this segment, in fact, just reveals how slogans <laughs> don't make much sense out of context. It's like I've been listening to, um, to a, the Hamish and Andy podcast lately. Oh, yeah. And at the beginning of the show, they say, hello, 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 in different languages. And yep. then... Hamish tries to uh, figure out where that language is from. And then they talk about the country for a little bit. But lately, uh, within the last like 10 or so episodes, Hamish realizes that it completely wastes times of the podcast and it just makes him look like an idiot. <laughs> so he, so he's like, All right, they say, hello, 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 in whatever language. And then he just goes, yep, cool, moving on. <laughs> and I feel like that's going to happen with this segment where we, we, we've completely tapped out all the information that we know on advertising and slogan and eventually we're just gonna say duncan and not talk about the mate that you like to have a beer with yeah and just move on to the episode <laughs> we're like three minutes in with and we we have so much to cover and we're like oh should we just not not discuss this but we need to we would... it, it's what the people demand i'm pretty sure anyway we normally play little segment and games at the end of the podcast, and we've decided for this week to scrap it because we have so much to say. Yeah. And yet we've already spent five minutes on Dunkin' Donuts. I think that's the hardest thing with the podcast is that the actual segments at the end don't take as much time as the waffling <laughs> at the start because we forget we're supposed to be starting to talk about a movie. 
Yeah. And we're still talking about donuts. And I think since we we brought up the fact that we are delaying the start of the episode, it has been like another minute and a half. Oh my god. <laughs> all you all you ignorance is this fans, you enjoying this meta chat? Yeah. <laughs> like even this even me saying that sentence, another thirty seconds. <laughs> Alright, let's move on to the actual podcast this week then, because we're going to get straight into it. No dilly-dallying other than that first six minutes. No bloody dilly-dallying. No, no, no. We because we've got, a new, we've got a new Harry Potter movie to talk about. We have a bloody new Harry Potter movie. We've never had this before in the podcast. And it's, it's so exciting. It's so exciting, exciting when a new Harry Potter movie comes out, isn't it? Because Harry Potter's done. Harry Potter's done we in the lo- books. And you and I are both big Harry Potter fans. We are very, very big Harry Potter fans. And that will... That would definitely weigh into our thoughts on the movie, I assume. Like, yes, oh, th- there's no, 100%. there's no objectivity here. <laughs> no, absolutely it's not. Com- this is a completely subjective ex- uh, perspective from fans who are very diehard <laughs> and own a lot of Harry Potter-related merchandise. Who literally has one of the house's um, emblems on his keys? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, do you? You do. You have. Hufflepuff? I've, I've, I've got a Hufflepuff emblem on my keys, yes. Excellent. For the viewers, what, what house are you? What house have you been sorted by Pottermore? Yes, please. Uh, wait, is that a question for me or the fans? Yeah, cool. <laughs> question for you, sorry. Oh, uh, okay. Well, so they know. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast after I post it on Podmates' Facebook page or anywhere else, write a comment and let us know what, what house you're in. Um, but I'm in Hufflepuff. I got sorted into Hufflepuff way back when, um, when the conspiracy was that no matter what the answers were that you put in, you were, you were destined to be part of a particular house from when you started the website. Yeah. Because in that way that, because, okay, you're Harry Potter fans, a lot of, a lot of them, not all of them, of course not, but a lot of the people are going to have very similar personality types if you're a Harry Potter fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of... Um, Gryffindors and Ravenclaws, I would say, primarily. Yeah. Your book readers and, and your people that try to try to give all the correct answers, and I'm using quotations there in the quiz, the correct answers to get the one that you want, which yeah. is Gryffindor, right? <laughs> so the conspiracy was, was that no matter what you picked, you needed to be evenly assorted because at this point, Pottermore was like a team thing. Your house was like accumulate points at the end of the month. You would like win something if you got the most points for your for your house. Mm. Uh, so I was sorted into Hufflepuff, and I became incredibly attached to that. And now I'm too scared to take the quiz. <laughs> now that the uh, <laughs> now that that um, objectivity is now taken away from it, and it's apparently a little bit more legit based on what you actually answer. I'm terrified to take that quiz again. Yeah, well, I think like I think it obviously started from a place of. They tried to make it so it would sort you correctly. Not it wasn't yeah. random, but now they have refined it a lot apparently to to really really weed out those people lying about being Gryffindors. And it- yes. <laughs> now that now the reason why I don't want to do it a second is because I think you had a house and then you had to switch to another house, correct? Yeah, I I was one of those people who I believe the first time I did it, I lied about my answers and I got Gryffindor. And <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. And the second time I took it, I. I did it as honestly as I could, and I got Slytherin. Yeah, right. And like like you, I've also become very attached to Slytherin, and I will stand up for their beliefs. <laughs> I, I had now now for true believers of the podcast, you know that Oliver and I lived together for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I had 
I had Hufflepuff memorabilia in my room, the the keychain aforementioned. And Ollie, when you went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter overseas, you actually brought me back some Hufflepuff merch, which yep. I really appreciated. And I had in my room, I had a big pillow. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, and literally next door to me was a man that had a big, a big fuck off poster of just the Slytherin emblem <laughs> that was so big. It's like I knew you had your little pillow, your little Hufflepuff pillow, and I was like, and I'll be framing a large snake. <laughs> yes, and and is and isn't that very Hufflepuff and Slytherin of us? Yeah, like I'm a little cute, is. quaint boy with my comfort, <laughs> and you're like big, bold, and brash. Like, yep, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah, I'm Slytherin and proud, and I want people to know how special and ambitious I am. <laughs> are we are we in the minority of having being a Slytherin and being a Hufflepuff and remaining mates? Uh, no, no. Do you did you know that it is canon? J.K. Rowling says mm. so herself, and it's not disproved by the books at all. Um, Slytherins and Hufflepuff. Uh, well, Hufflepuff is the best friend to Slytherins. Because oh, really? Yeah, because um, Slytherins don't get along with Gryffindors. Um, of course. I think they don't really get on with Ravenclaws. Um, but, but Hufflepuffs, because they are so open-minded, um, they, they can see Slytherin's point of view. So they, I don't, see. they don't mind them as much. Well, look at that. Yep. We're not special at all. <laughs> <laughs> it, J.K. Rowling knew that we were destined to be friends. It was meant to be. Yeah. So... Anyway, we're fans. <laughs> yes, yes, we're fans. <laughs> I suppose you can say that. And it is absolutely... I just find it outrageous that we get new Harry Potter movies. Like, the moment yeah. the trailer dropped for this, I immediately went and watched it. I kind of couldn't wait. And I did tell you, I said, listen, I'm watching this. Um, I this think you told me afterwards. I think you said, listen, I've watched this. Oh, yes. And I, yeah. and, and I, had, to, I had to decide whether I was angry at you or not. <laughs> I did not wait because, for your approval. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because obviously this is a this is a very big thing. And I'm baffled that look, I know that you like Harry Potter. And I know that you can't like you you're not nearly as much of a I you know all the spells you like oh, wrote yeah. a book when you were a kid. Yeah, of all the spells. But but to find out that you went half a second of not watching this trailer but you managed to go months and months and months without watching The Last Jedi is yeah. genuinely incredible for me. Like I, yeah. But even as a... You know, I didn't watch Star Wars as a kid and I loved Harry Potter to death. I'm still like, oh my God, I can't believe that he had such restraint regarding Star Wars, but not this. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know, because Star Wars is... Like, even though I really like the new series, they're not as not as ingrained in childhood i guess whereas harry potter i've just you know you can't i can't it's hard to remember time without it i suppose yeah so yeah that's i guess that's the the logic there but you you also watched the trailers or did you not watch them because i didn't watch them also because i did watch them or did you watch them i think i watched them because i at at the point well i watched the first trailer before i found out that you hadn't seen it Mm. so i i continued to just do my duty to the podcast but then afterwards, I completely let it slip. Yeah, I just wasn't paying. I, I decided to try to be as ignorant about this as possible, but it was more that I just wasn't... It wasn't like I was absolutely dead set on being ignorant, but mm. I I tried. Yeah. But there was no way, because I had already seen one of the trailers. Yeah, sure. But I think... I do think... 
out of the trailers, the first one doesn't reveal as much as the other ones do. Yeah. Um, the the second one revealed a very big thing, and I saw that through Twitter, because yeah. Twitter was up in arms. <laughs> the second one reveals way too much. Way too much, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I suppose when I watched the second one, I wasn't really thinking about it. And the more you the more you break it down or think about it, then you realise, hang on, that's like... You can kind of piece together the plot now, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is a spoiler podcast, and we have... A spoiler warning at the top of the show and this is a second spoiler warning g'day spoilers what what was it about the second trailer that completely spoiled something for you what what primarily was the spoiler in those trailers oh well i i suppose there wasn't huge plot things well not that i can remember i'm sure there are but um the big one was um the reveal of nagini so Mm. the idea that nagini even though it's it's a you know quotation marks a character from the original harry potter series <laughs> it's a snake voldemort's pet snake um <laughs> yeah. but in this one there's a woman named nagini and you don't initially in the trailer understand what that is but what that means but in the in the movie it turns out that she's um i can't remember the name for it uh and is it like an abiscus <laughs> it's abiscus <laughs> Yeah, something, it was something like that. It definitely ended with is, I think. I think okay, it started with an really M. Quick. It started with an M, so it might be... It'd be like something... It'd be the Latin word for metamorphosis. <laughs> Maybe. The way that J.K. Rowling writes. I didn't um, mind... Um, I just, just quickly, I didn't mind the, you know, the explanation of what she is. Like, I think, oh, that's a cool idea for a creature, I guess. Like, yeah. She was, she was a woman cursed to one day turn into a snake and then be that snake forever. So that was... But, like, even the way that... I, I just typed in Nagini into Google to try to find out this word, and the first thing that comes up is a Pottermore article, and it says, it transpires that Nagini the snake from Harry Potter used to be a woman with a terrible curse. So, like, it... it people are complaining a lot that this wasn't very obvious in the books, mm-hmm. and I... And we talked about this briefly um, last episode. Someone tweeted at her and was like, "Hey, how long have you been jumping on, like, holding on to this secret that mm. Nagini was actually a human all this time?" And she replied with like, "21 excruciating <laughs> years." And the whole community was just like, "No, you didn't. That no. And if you did, then great. But we don't necessarily believe you." And she has this, and I'm, I'm going to go well into this later on in the review. Mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling has a habit of changing things post Potter, mm-hmm. um, changing law. So, like, when this was, this was like such a big event that there is technically a crossover character between the movies of Fantastic Beasts and Harry Potter, and yeah. it was in the trailer. It was yeah. like in it was like it was like the fortieth second in the trailer. So it wasn't even the big, you know, in the way of like the way that comedy is written, where like the last joke is the funniest and the first joke is the second funniest. Yeah. It was just this middle meddling moment. Oh my yeah. God, Nagini's in this. Cool. Like, that is cool. But it was just in, it was just, you know, if you're watching this, you're scrolling through Facebook, you don't have the sound on, you wouldn't even know. <laughs> yeah, like they passed over it in the trailer just as like, oh, by the way, this is in the thing. We exactly, yeah. Like, if, if you care or not, we don't care. Like, it's just a little thing that's in the movie. And then everyone's like, what? <laughs> um... But, I, I mean, I, I'm not against the idea that... 
uh, in a way, I think, oh, that's kind of that kind of puts Nagini, like, paints Nagini in a more tragic light, and just makes you think about it a little more. I really like it. I really yeah. like. It. I just didn't. I just didn't care for J.K. Rowling saying that she had thought about this from day one when there yeah. was literally thousands of pages of books that don't mention that very important detail. And she reckons that she had it from day one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, whatever. That's just me being salty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we can get more to what Nagini actually did in the movie later. Um, But yeah, the the actual link is, is fine. I thought just the trailer and just, yeah, uh, just lots of other things in the trailer that like, I suppose as I was watching the movie, I realized I've kind of seen all this, you know, like, there's there wasn't many moments or there wasn't many scenes that weren't in some way shown in the trailer like they they revealed most of the fantastic beasts in the trailer they revealed mm-hmm. all the characters that are going to be in it and yeah so just just more like the trailers revealed a lot of content of the movie i, I didn't didn't get a lot of plot from it though i guess so yeah i don't know what you thought of the trailers or what what was your opinion going in well it was a hype trailer it, it was a new trailer for a, a a film set in the wizarding world which is very exciting for us yeah so i was very excited yes i think that the second trailer in particular was a little bit spoilery and like i've already explained why i thought the nagini reveal was shitty but other than that it was a harry potter trailer <laughs> i was yeah. just like yeah, yeah sick i'm so excited for this it's going to be awesome i was really looking forward to it this year um, and I just found out uh, uh, Nagini was a female human maledictus. Maledictus. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like that word. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Actually, I do like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're right. The, the trailer was so hype. Like, I could have I gone frame by frame and, like, you know, learnt new things. Because there were, there were moments I was watching that trailer, like, oh, that, that, that's, that's, a, that's a... Look at that. <laughs> like, 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 oh, yeah, that's right. They showed... Um, Actually, this is kind of a spoiler, I guess. Like, in the trailer, they show the mirror of Erised. Uh, Dumbledore as Jude Law looking into the mirror of Erised and seeing um, mm. Grindelwald there. I think it's seen- not so much a spoiler. It's just like that's a bit shitty that it's in the trailer. Considering if you're a fan of the series, you'll get a kick out of seeing that in the film. Yeah, it's it's more like it's a kick, and they know it, so they're showing you. But it would have it would have been an emotional sort of thing in the movie if you they were to just like only reveal that in the movie do you think that the um i don't know exactly how the numbers went and i think the reviews were like average to good for the first um fantastic beast movie they were good do you think they were good do you think the company that cut this trailer up was specifically thinking of we got to get in the people that don't know that this is harry potter Hmm. you know we got to include things like the snake oh people yeah you remember the snake right it did that scary jumpy thing at the beginning of the (laughs) fourth movie i think it was when it like like lunged out of the camera yeah um and oh the the mirror you guys remember that from the first film don't you like you think that that's what they were trying to do i do think that's what they were trying to do and i also have another reason i think they were doing it but we can we'll get make get get to that in in a in a sec um so all things said, um, the actual movie itself, when we went and saw it, yeah, um, coming out of the theatre, I think mm. we maybe share an overall mood. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, actually. I don't know. You and I have given... I would have thought that we've given each other nothing about no, this. No, we haven't. We've hit close to... We've hit close to 20 minutes of pre-rambling about this. 
we've never done this before. We normally jump right in. Yeah, yeah, we've we've saved it. We've saved it up. Listen, I'll just say, I'll just say, I really liked, um, I liked some of the beasts in this movie. And yep. I like some of the concepts and like, you know, the Maledictus, cool concept. I love that. And yep. I like, I like some of the magic in it. Because <laughs> that's Harry Potter. I do love magic. I do, yeah. <laughs> but the overall feeling was just complete and utter disappointment. This was the worst movie of this year. <laughs> I, I don't, I've never been more disappointed in a movie and obviously, we've just said how hyped we were, so that's understandable. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think it was the worst movie of the year because we happened to see Predator. But, oh yeah. But <laughs> and you're but right. You're right. I think, but the thing is, Predator will leave my mind. Predator leaves my mind. Maybe come 2019, I'll forget I ever saw it. Yeah. This movie sticks with you, or well, it's it's sticking with me, and it's this annoying little thorn in the side of what was otherwise a perfect, <laughs> perfect franchise. A <laughs> yeah, franchise right. of, of eight movies, one of which was split into two, never a good idea usually, and all glowing reviews, loved, you know, pretty much ex- loved by fans. Yeah, and universally then, for sure. And then a spin-off, which no one, no one expected, this particular spin-off, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, that was... Even though maybe not every fan gets around it, um, it was a good movie and it was fun, at least in my opinion. And then this just was... I don't know what this was, Scott. What, what, what was this movie? It was just like... Terrible. It was terrible. It was, it was the biggest, like, we can't come up with new ideas. We're just building off the... You liked all the stuff from the first Beast movie. Let's keep going with the Beast thing and let's keep going. Oh. It was yeah. just... It was Hollywood trash. It was it was franchise trash. Like it the the moment you know you, when you see that that Wizarding World logo at the front in the sky, that yeah. sky is reserved for titles. <laughs> it is not for your stupid logo, your oh Wizarding God. World logo. I hated that, and then it proceeds oh to live up to expectations of that logo and be like, yes, this is a franchise now, and we're we're taking out all the soul we're taking out all the heart and it's just it's just magic with no plot it's things you know from other from a recognizable franchise in an unrecognizable i don't know disaster (laughs) of of plot and characters oh my god Um, ollie i'm very mad i've never heard you so riled up before that's normally (laughs) reserved for me on the podcast the overall (laughs) feeling is just disappointment like that turns to anger and then turns to back to, like it turns to dis- like anger and then I'm like oh but you know I should have expected this and it's back to disappointment and then back to anger and uh, whose fault was this and I just think JK Rowling had a hand in this well JK Rowling wrote it she wrote it and I and I just feel like you know this <laughs> this is where the feelings become so mixed because like JK Rowling owes me nothing she produced my favorite franchise of all time yeah. But how could you do this? How could you do this to us? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just, it's just disappointment. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> I, I, I'll share, I'll, I'll let you get a word in, sorry. But I'll just share the, the, 
the moment of like acceptance was at the very like the credits are rolling yeah okay <laughs> and i'm like kind like at this point i'm in denial essentially because i'm like <laughs> you're I'm hoping tr- i can come through with the goods and see you and let <laughs> yeah. you see the light that it's actually good yeah yeah and basically i went and saw it with grace and i kind of turn to grace and we're not really saying anything then she just goes well we can write that one off can't we <laughs> and then i was like ah, there it is like that's confirmation like another big yeah. harry potter fan confirming that what i just saw was not good was in fact bad because the whole time i was trying to come up with is there something good like because uh, there were moments there were concepts in it that i like it's just the, the everything the plot and everything that weaves all these little things together just sucked anyway have your say have your synopsis of <laughs> what you thought i i was i was ready to be your role what, what you're doing right now i thought that was going to be me this episode because i thought you were going to find something that you like <laughs> and and enjoy it because it is harry potter and you do like all the actors in it and yeah. all and everything but no i i went in hoping that it was going to be great i I was aware of the review score, the Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh no! Well, I don't know what uh, it is, but no, I can't that's imagine. okay. <laughs> anyway, keep going. <laughs> and I was sitting there before the movie started, thinking like, I am going to enjoy this because <laughs> it's the crimes of Grindelwald. You know, late nights after being a big Potterhead all my life, and going through all this trivia pages on the internet about like who Grindelwald is and learning all this lore that is only touched upon in the books Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And just going, Jesus Christ, we're going to actually see all this stuff. That's so exciting. Mm. And walking out of the cinema, just so angry at David Yates and Mm -hmm. JK Rowling. Like you're angry, but I'm just sad. Yeah. I'm sad too. (laughs) Cause I don't know what feel I'm feeling. I am so conflicted. I'm conflicted with it all lots of negative feelings, but yeah. <laughs> but they're all different negative feelings like whose fault was this? Like did JK Rowling really do this? Is it is did Warner Brothers somehow have a hand in this shit? Like <laughs> who and then I'm from my point of view as an editor, I'm being it was the editor's fault. And <laughs> I'm like they messed up her good story, <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I don't I don't think I can blame them entirely, even though I didn't like the editing. There is there is a um, a cause to this. Well, what people are saying, why this is so meddling okay. and boring. Yeah. Um, are you aware of the Fantastic Beasts' future? Uh, from what I understand, it's just a f- it's four movies. Uh, well, two more movies. That's no. what I know. Okay. There's five in total. Okay. And they announced that before the first movie came out. Mm-hmm. So this is number two, and the last one's going to be Dumbledore defeating Grindelwald. Most likely. So that is... This is this movie, the next movie, and mm, probably the movie after that are all going to be like this. With this going to, And that's why I think that they used... Um, I think that's why they used J.K. Rowling's script and not a, and not a, a film script writer because 
a lot of people say, um, oh, why wasn't this um, concept or this character in the original Harry Potter movies? Yeah. And that was always, like, the main concern. Like, a lot of people, like, it just doesn't have the same, like, depth as the books. So, I think now they're thinking, well, let's make it, let's give ourselves heaps of room, five movies worth of room, give J.K. Rowling the script to write, and she can build a Harry Potter-esque bubble of lore yeah, and give it to you in five films and include all the characters and all these, like, background characters, sorry, I should say, and concepts and stuff that if this were a trilogy, those would be left on the cutting room floor. But let's give ourselves so much room that we can use all that. And what that means is by the time the series is wrapped up, that might be great, but right now... Crimes of Grindelwald, the film by itself, is a hot steaming pile of mess yeah. with with tenuous links to other films, barely an overarching plot, characters that do nothing despite being there, and characters that we don't know or don't care about taking 90% of the screen time. Mm. Yeah. So Maybe that, that's that, going to all be great at the end of it all, but right now, this is shithouse. That's interesting. Um because what I thought, well, what I hoped, and this was my, this is kind of what I thought from Fantastic Beasts, right? Is Fantastic Beasts, the first one, sorry, stands as such a good movie on its own. Like, if there was no sequel, it wouldn't matter, you know? Like, and you don't yeah, ha- Give us you- bloody Quidditch through the ages as the next yes! film. Yes! <laughs> oh, you're, speak- you're speaking my language there. Like, that, <laughs> see, that would be interesting. Um, Hogwarts of History, book three. I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> um, you don't even have to have watched Harry Potter to understand Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. It's just a plot. And I thought this one, Crimes of Grindelwald, was going to be similar. Although I should have been more wise considering there was a bunch of <laughs> this things. This is a franchise. There were, yeah, and also there's a bunch of things, including the title, that are references to other lore that have been established before yeah Um, like even if you watch the first one and you're not a harry potter fan or sorry you're with someone that's not a harry potter fan mm. and then they go at the end it was johnny depp the whole time he is grindelwald and then they go who is grindelwald and then all you have to do is lean over and just go wizard hitler yeah and then they're going oh okay cool oh that's wizard hitler Oh, it was Wizard Hitler the whole time. Yeah. I mean, even even in the context of Fantastic Beasts, the first one, sorry, um, they open the movie with the newspapers saying Grindelwald has returned, blah, blah, blah. So, like, even there, it's established that he's in it. Like, like he's a, he exists. So, it stands alone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in, but I just mean, like, yeah. in the overarching, like, oh, what does this mean for the world? You just say, mm. he's basically Hitler. And it's yeah. like, ah, oh, sick. Oh, yeah, I get sick. it. Sick. <laughs> cool, Hitler. <laughs> Love it. Um, but, yeah, th- so in Crimes of Grindelwald, it's more like um, they're, try- they're bringing back all these characters from the first one. So if you hadn't seen the first one, it wouldn't make sense, I feel. And they're I br- had saw the first one, and yeah. I was looking at these characters going, who are you? <laughs> I, like, I didn't remember any character that wasn't Newt or the, the funny muggle. I thought it. I thought it was annoying that they brought those characters back. I just because I just expected it to be a standalone. I didn't. I didn't think they'd been bringing back all these characters 
And like, yeah. you know, when they bring back Muggle, mate, and um, the, Queenie. the Queenie, I'm just like, why are you here? Why did you come yeah. back here? Because you had a perfect little ending back in New York. You have no reason to just come to London for the next adventure. Like, and mm-hmm. he, ha- he had his mind obliviated in the first one, which was like a sad moment where he's in the rain and he gets obliviated and he doesn't remember anything. And then in this one, he's just back and he's just like, oh, no, don't worry. I remembered because they were all positive feelings. They weren't negative. Yeah. They were positive memories, so I remembered them all. <laughs> it's like, it's like, fuck you. That doesn't yeah. make sense. That's just stupid. It was literally explained in the very first scene as well. Like, yeah. just, hey, here he is. Well, sorry, first scene of him being back. Here you go. Here he is. Oh, you're confused? Here's the answer. It's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a one-sentence piece of dialogue just to quickly get that out of the way. It's not, it's not interweaved any, it's not interweaved or important that and he's back. Yeah. And I would say that he wasn't necessary in this film at all. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't even say Queenie was, even though she has like an arc, I guess. But in fact, she has probably one of the most noticeable arcs of the film, despite the yeah. fact it's not very good. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not, oh, like when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is cool. Cause I wasn't expecting this. Yeah. But then when I think about it, I think no, this is dumb. Because she's mad. She's mad that she can't marry this non-magical guy. Mm. So then she switches sides to the person that is enforcing absolute destruction on those people. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, oh, but he's so charismatic. And, you know, he's like, oh, I completely, oh. you just got to listen oh. to what he says. That's another no, point. He's Johnny... <laughs> He's Johnny Depp, and I'm and I'm stealing this from a review that I read. Yeah. But like a man with an eye like that is not charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, when you've got shaved sides, like if you were still Colin Farrell, mm. I would completely buy a incredibly charismatic, terrible b- person that you can get lost in their eyes. And it's just a, he's just a dude, you know, he doesn't have to be dressed up wearing like with shaved sides and a, and a glass eye and a, I, was he wearing earrings? <laughs> I don't yeah, I just probably, imagine that he yeah. probably was. He was ugly. He was an ugly mofo. He, he had some weird yucky blonde mustache. <laughs> exactly. So and if, if you, he's not charismatic, you can't get, you can't get swept away in him. Yeah. He, you're sitting you, in that room at the end where he's giving a speech and it's like, yeah, he's a good communicator, but I'm not going to join sides with him for that. Um, and Colin Farrell has beautiful eyes, so... I can get lost in those eyes all day. <laughs> it was it was the biggest criticism was people saying before the movie came out was just that, oh, why didn't they keep Colin Farrell? He's way better than Johnny Depp. And like, he was, he looked, he really suited that part and he would have suited being Grindelwald. And... I was so open-minded about, nah, but you haven't seen Johnny Depp yet. Like, you haven't given him a chance yet. And, goddamn, he just phoned it in, in this. He just, yeah. he just was like, hey, it's me again, Jack Sparrow, but, like, I'm bad and I'm not as, I'm not even as well-written as Jack Sparrow, so. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to oppose you on this, and this okay. is the one time that I will ever defend Johnny Depp. Okay. I think that he personally was okay, but he wasn't given anything to do. Despite his mm. name being in the film, he is—he's a—he's got the potential to be a good villain, but.
but they gave him nothing. Like he, he's just walking from point A to point B in a scene. Mm, yeah. I actually, I, th- you make a very good point. Uh, I think you summarize something I couldn't put into words was just like, I don't think he was bad. Um, I ju- yeah. I just don't think he added anything really. Yeah. That's um, what like, I'm, ex- I'm still excited to see when he is given something to do. And even though I don't support Johnny Depp as a creative uh, or an act, like, you know, as anything, I don't support his work. As an individual in the world. <laughs> yes. I do think that he can still give a good performance, even though I won't want to see it, but mm. I will for the, for this. I think that in the future, if you put him next to Jude Law in what's going to be the pointy end of this series, it's going to make for really amazing stuff. But in, mm-hmm. in the point that we're in right now, it is boring and he's doing nothing. Mm. Yeah, I guess one one miscommunication... Sorry, one thing I didn't realise about this movie, um, maybe this is just because I had it in my head, again, that it was they were supposed to be standalone movies, but they aren't, was that I thought this movie, Dumbledore and Grindelwald would face. Like, I thought... I know that seems weird because that's like a massive battle, but I just thought, oh, like... It's just, you know, don't drag it out too much. Like, yeah, well, like, again, it would have been awesome to see that, but mm. that's not their plan right now. Mm, yeah. Um, I wish it was. Uh, let's... Just a little bit of positivity. No. Jude Law was great. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. I think that um, he... I think I like him as Dumbledore more than the other two actors. Michael Gambon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's still not like- a bad... Not bad, yeah. I feel like Jude Law has this very... Well, because in this he had to play innocent, but he's got that nice Dumbledore twinkle in his eye, which I think Michael oh Gambon yeah. lost. I was going to say, he's got the twinkle in his eye. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, that is exactly right. I'll, go, I'll actually say, I'm pretty sure I enjoyed every single scene at Hogwarts. Every single scene. I'm pretty sure there was a Boggart scene. There was a... You know, the Boggart scene's... I love Boggart. Um. <laughs> I love, love Boggart. <laughs> hey, I'm the... putting that on the Twitter right now. <laughs> but how good is the Boggart scene in the first, in the, you know, Harry Potter 3, Prisoner of Azkaban? Um, yeah. It's just like, oh, a classroom situation, which is fun. And yeah. you just get to see them learning something. It's great. Um, and in this, the, the other scenes at Hogwarts, there was like a mirror of Erised scene. Um which, again, I don't mind that because it's like, hey, Dumbledore has a heart and and he has someone he cares for. And that's like, you know, when he says to Harry in the first book, you know, I look in the mirror and I see me holding a nice woolly pair of socks. It's sad to realise that he's actually seeing, you know, Grindelwald probably. I think that's nice. I do like the... Um, the now that we can consider... Oh, when we were watching the first Harry Potter film... Haha, <laughs> Dumbledore is so silly. He's seeing woolly socks, but there is a deep darkness to him mm. and a, a very deep lore regarding him and his family that now we can watch that and go, oh, he probably is thinking of Johnny Depp. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, this was an issue that I had a very, very big issue with the film. And um, it's the fact that they this is going to sound very left PC bullshit. That's okay. We're allowed. But I think, (laughs) (laughs) I think that crimes of Grindelwald tried very hard to have their cake and eat it too, regarding 
Dumbledore's sexuality and his relationship with Grindelwald. Okay, what do you mean by that? So, you know how, the, how JK changes shit post-release a lot. Yeah. The thing that really pisses me off about what she when she did that was her changing Dumbledore's sexuality right after the books had been released. Okay, yeah. So, it's like that she, she made that statement after that it could potentially cost book sales. I see, yeah. Right? And so, people have been roasting her for this for years now, and she's finally... She finally had the chance to give it some credence on screen, and she doesn't. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's... It is... There is a term for this. It's called queer baiting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Basically, yeah, the fact that for so long... She had the op- she just said, "Oh, and he's gay, by the way." Just just to appeal to everybody, just so you know, I thought about this all the time. I never mentioned any relationship. That's because he was gay. But just so you know, I'm putting it out there. But long after, it can potentially start like a riot and affect my sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's 2018. She's given the script. She has to put this into the film. And what they do instead is show them having like longing looks at each other in in the mirror of Erised. Mm. And then that line where it's like, oh, you guys were close, just like brothers. Uh, some would say we were closer than brothers. Oh, yeah. That's like, funny. what the hell is that? <laughs> just say that they're in a relationship. Yeah. Say that they have, they're, they are madly in love and sh- give them an on-screen kiss. Yeah. I just think that it is literally queer baiting to the point where it's like, here you go. Just so you know, we all know what's what's really happening between these two. Mm. But but we're not going to outright make it a big deal because if we do, backlash, baby, and it's going to yeah. be real bad. Yeah. And it's it, very disappointing that she had the opportunity to do this and she still doesn't. Yep, I 100% agree. Like... I feel like with this movie, this is this is the movie where they're establishing this, right? Like, if they're going to go ahead and turn this into a franchise, this is the movie where they establish that they love each other. And that sets the, the game for the rest of the films. Mm-hmm. They should have... Even though it is the fact they love each other a part of the plot, because there's the whole thing about Dumbledore can't physically go and attack Grindelwald because they have some sort of truth ma- truce magic between them where they can't fight. That's, you know, it's a plot point in a way not but it's not drawn attention to and it's not made it's only it's all everything's all very subtle with it it should have been like a big part of the movie shouldn't it like and even though yeah yes definitely i i would describe it as cowardly Mm. (laughs) and you can even say like oh but it was set in the 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 1910s 1920s at this point and obviously homosexual relationships are far not okay to the Mm -hmm. general public at this point so no we're not going to show that because they wouldn't have made that you know they would never have made that public in the first place the only way that they alluded to it in this was when it was literally showing him what he desires most it is only personal to him and it only can be seen by Dumbledore so it's not like, oh yeah, but they're not going to kiss in public because why would they? But you've only given us the opportunity when you can show it to us when, you know, behind closed doors and still make it a public message. Like this was bad back then, but look, we're showing it in a, in a movie that is for children mm. and it's okay. And they don't. And also they're the two most powerful wizards in the world. They can do whatever the hell they want. They should be able to show their love. 
<laughs> it's it's an incredible story. It's a, a great story of betrayal and dis and disappointment from one side, and how they both think that each other's wrong, and how mm. Dumbledore isn't as pure and like perfect as he seems to be in the early Harry Potter books, at least. Yeah. And there's kind of like redeeming and irredeeming co- qualities from both of them, but they're not showing it. And they and if they are going to show it in the future, that's too late because now is the perfect time to plant those seeds. Yeah. Because instead, what you've done is you've given us new characters that we don't care about, and then let them explain to you physically with dialogue, talking uh, to the audience, yep. why they're important. Every single piece of dialogue was just exposition. Everything like there was no visual storytelling. The this movie was just flashback central, and not in. Like and the flashbacks in lots of different ways. Yeah, there were f- there were flashbacks with magic, you know, <laughs> that where they'd conjure up a um a, a hologram, I would guess you would call it, <laughs> so they can <laughs> show everyone what was happening. There was flashbacks just where a character was talking, and then the movie itself would cut back to something. The, there, there was were f- flashbacks when you go to Hogwarts and we're all going, oh, wow, Hogwarts. And then they go, you want more Hogwarts? Here's a flashback to when these other <laughs> characters were in Hogwarts. Yep, yep. <laughs> and it was just like, because sometimes it was just a cut back to the past. Sometimes it was a, a piece of magic. But the piece of magic wasn't even consistent. It looked like there was a spell that did, you know, a, like brought up in the room physically so people could see it. Or there was another spell that did something else. Like, it, you know, it... Uh, I can't. I don't even know. It, the magic, the even just the flashback magic wasn't consistent. Like, no. And why they can't do this because there is no magic for flashback. The magic for flashback <laughs> is a pensive that's been established. Yeah. Right? There's a pensive yes. in Dumbledore's office in which you can view memories. That's what it's f-ing for. You can't <laughs> just use your wand. And this is any old wizard. It's not just special wizards who do this. They just whip their wand out and wave it around the room and everyone can see what actually happened. And it's, oh, God damn it. No one cares about flashbacks. If you wanted to do flashbacks so much, why don't you set a movie in the goddamn past? And like, and maybe then you could actually show Dumbledore and Grindelwald's relationship, you know? Yeah. And and there were two flash forwards as well. There was... Um Oh yeah. Um, yep. The character character <laughs> looking into a crystal ball, which is very Harry Potter, not saying, "Oh, this is the future." Here that's a, about that's a, what a couple hours from now. That's probably the future. Let's all go there. And then there was the other the other future in which Grindelwald vapes World War 2. <laughs> yeah. And he's and everyone's like that's that's awful. That is literally exactly World War Two. So how does he? Yeah, how does is, he know? Does, is is he completely aware of that? And also, this was um, this was brought up in a podcast that I listened to. Was he like he's obviously terrible, and he is he is the wizard Wizarding World's equivalent of Hitler. But like, if if he got the way that he wanted it to happen, does that mean that in the Muggle world? the actual Holocaust would not have happened. And then you've got to consider, is Grindelwald better for the society in general because the Holocaust didn't happen? Oh, that's amazing. Is Grindelwald right? (laughs) I hadn't thought about that. That's fantastic. And you know what? You explain, you tell that to J.K. Rowling 
she'll have a startled look on her face and then she'll yeah. quickly begin writing new magic to explain why that's that's not the case. <laughs> and she'll only put it out on Twitter and not a, any official canon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just put it on Twitter. Hey, guys, just so you all know... Um... <laughs> I'm glad you brought up those flash-forwards because a whole thing with the books and the movies is that divination is a dumb, dumb subject. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Like, yeah. people who can see into the future are frowned upon and laughed at. And the only time, like, it's possible is under extremely rare circumstances which wizards don't actually understand. Like, wizards can't choose to see into the future. It's very rare and it's not well understood. So Grindelwald can just conjure up for everybody the future. Yeah, and with a vape stick. The whole scene with Nicholas Flamel... Um, okay. where, he, where he's like appears and you're like, even without, I don't know, we never saw Nicholas Flamel, but the moment he appears, you're like, ah, it's Nicholas Flamel. <laughs> yeah. I, I was now I will say, no, he didn't necessarily add anything to the plot except no. for the fact that he had a, a funny moment where his hand got crushed by the slightest touch. That's right. Ha ha. That's funny. And it was cool. Oh, I can't fight cause I'm old, but I can still help out. I still like the fact that they included Nicholas Flamel in a time when he's alive. Yeah, I, I th- think that was still hmm. a nice little tidbit there. I think he belongs in this movie because literally he was alive and he was in France. And he yeah. is a friend of Dumbledore's who could... Uh, yeah, that, that wasn't a bad setup where they're like, you know, I've got a friend in France. But he didn't add much after that. I don't... Like, it could have been anyone, you know. No. Um, and, and we know that he's still alive, so hopefully he can get given a role next yeah, movie. Yeah, that's true. Again more more fuel into the fire of this movie is just fuel and not fire next yeah. movie might be fire but this is just fuel and he also has a crystal ball in his house which is you know dummy dummy magic <laughs> and he's not a dummy <laughs> he qu- literally came up with the floods of a stone um to, to quote stephen fry um astronomy nom 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 astronomy and astrology lodge log of poo Oh my god! Is that seriously what he said? Yeah, it's 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 the way you differentiate between real space and um, fortune. (laughs) Log of poo. Yeah, very lovely image, Stephen. Astronomy, nom nom nom. Astrology, log of poo. (laughs) Um. Anyway, uh, the the whole you know the twist in this film, which again was told through a flashback. Um. Mm was dumb the twist was dumb and it didn't you, you don't really care you know jk rowling loves doing this thing right and book readers will know this and so will of, of of course movie people she dedicates an entire chapter in every book to explaining the plot twist essentially like okay, yeah. which is which is fine she does it very well in all of the books in the third one for example they meet in the in the shrieking shack and sirius black and lupin are there and they explain in the books, they, they take a very long time to explain everything that happened in the past with the Marauders and, you know, and everything cool. that's happened now. And they reveal that Sirius Black is, in fact, a good guy. Yep. And they do that in every book. There's some sort of explanation for the mystery that's been building up over the whole movie or book. And this one, their supposed mystery is, who is Credence really? It's like, ugh, I don't care about your dumb family history, Credence. Like, you're, you should barely be in this movie. You're barely a character still. Um, yeah, and th- they've got this loose plot of we need credence to find his. Maybe he has a missing brother, 
we need to find that because that would maybe stop him being an Obscurus and he needs to stop being Obscurus because Grindelwald is going to use him as a weapon. So it's all very, you know, I don't know. And that's all explained through dialogue very sh- quickly, isn't it? Then we get to the scene where, what's her name? Some uh, Lestrange. Uh, uh, like uh, the love interest, essentially. Or like, it's who Newt really? used to love. Newt's ex-love interest, I guess. She explains who Credence really is and that he's actually no one big twist. And that that apparently when she was younger, she swapped babies or something. Like, you know, this that was so weak. <laughs> She's like, I swapped the babies. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, that's a bloody soap opera plot point. <laughs> yeah. Her name is um, Letta. Letter. That, okay. Yeah. She's in Mad Max. Anyway, yeah, um, it was just yeah, another. I, I agree that that mm. was a very like that that whole scene was, and this is why I'm in the movie. Yeah. And then they show <laughs> why she's in the movie, and here's my explanation on, on who Credence is, and then the other guy that people thought was um, Credence's brother was like, and here's why I'm in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then he had a flashback on why he was in the movie and how yeah. he thinks that he's all connected. And, and again, yeah. <clears throat> these two characters weren't in the first one and you tell us why they're important right at the end. And every scene that had them in beforehand, I was thinking, I don't care about you. Yep. Yep. So, and then also, oh. you're just a plot point or something. And I don't know. You have no character. Like, yep. I don't know who you are. I don't know why you're here. And spoilers for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Volume 2, The Crimes of Grindelwald are bad. Um, <laughs> they all die anyway. Yeah. Like, oh, heaps yeah. of them die. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just a plot point for this movie. And this yes. movie's plot isn't even good. <laughs> the point, they're the plot point for this movie so that they can give the last, like, two scenes. Yeah. This movie could have been the first three scenes and then the last two scenes or so. Yeah. Just give us a movie where he's hanging out in the in the briefcase with all the animals. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Animals, great. Do you agree with that? Beasts? Yes. Love I them. liked... I love the lion cat. Yeah, I love the lion cat. I was, I was going to say that, Scott. I love the lion cat because it, <laughs> it looks big so eyes. creepy, but it's cool. I like big eyes. And it, it, could, it could leap over France in a single leap. That's so cool. That but is it, cool. It didn't come back, though. That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, again, more fuel, not for the fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, in the, in the last movie, they're like, um, oh, wait, how can, we, how can we get over there when we can't operate yeah. and we don't have the portkey <laughs> magic and we don't have flu powder? What are we going to do? And they're like, he whips that out of his case for the first time since this movie. And he's like, do you remember this? And then like, they leap over the channel from France to Britain. <laughs> do, you th- do you think in, do you think in 20 years they're going to not remake, but remaster the Harry Potter films. And in the last movie where they escape from Gringotts, instead of flying away on a dragon, they jump on the back of this thing and he flies and he jumps over the whole of the bloody England in a single bound. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine how it would look to watch it do that. <laughs> like, it just, I can't imagine it just would look silly. I think, but hey, you know who I, who you know who I really liked in this film? Yeah, um, Newt's brother. Oh yeah, yeah. He I was... thought he was quite good, and they had a good connection between the two of them. And it, he, he wasn't evil at the end. Like he's still just a good guy wanting yeah. to help. And you totally think he's going to be evil at the end? Oh, for sure. He's like. <laughs> 
hey, this guy is my brother and we didn't get along that well. And it's like, oh, here we go. New Malfoy. Bring yeah. him home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was good. Um, uh, I was going to say, um, there's just, there's so many, um, so many things that never come back, you know, like, you remember the character that's introduced when the Ministry of Magic's trying to recruit you to be an aura? And then he was like, no, nah, I don't want to be an aura. And then this dude comes out from the shadows behind them. You know? What was he? Who was he? <laughs> You're remembering him now, aren't you? And he literally <laughs> walked out of the... He literally walked away from, like, a bloody... Just, like, half a wall, like a like a paper wall. Like, you could see his shadow, I swear to God, beforehand. Yeah. And he comes out basically twirling his moustache, rubbing his hands together and going... Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I've I will job kill now. the boy. <laughs> Who was he? Um, do you know? Was he, he in the first one? I literally I, don't know. No, he wasn't in the first one. I realized. Well, I had it explained to me where he comes back. Grace explained it to me. He comes back in one scene in this movie. Oh where, yeah, he was where, the one that made Ezra Miller turn into a big scribble again. No, that wasn't him. That wasn't him. That was another Ministry of Magic personnel. Wait, that what? Really? Oh, um, or it might have been. It might have been. Uh, it's not what I was thinking of, though. I'm pretty sure that was just a ministry, dude. Okay. Let us know, guys. The other... The, there's, do you remember the shot where, like... I think it's Grindelwald is, like, in a sewer. And it's just one shot of them both silhouetted in the sewer. And then you see the background of the French Channel. In, and then this dude has his, like, bowler hat on. And he's like, you know, the ministry are on to me. But I'm your informant, blah, blah, blah. Do you remember that? No, no. That okay. Well, that happens. I'm pretty sure it's in the trailer, <laughs> and it's just like it's weird because like at the start he they sign him on as an aura. The ministry sign him on as an aura, despite the fact they look at him and go, uh, "Don't really want this guy." And Newt's like, "Uh, really hate this guy from my past." <laughs> and then later on, the only other scene is just like him and Grindelwald, and he's like, huh, "I think they're on to me." It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they hated you. <laughs> I don't know why they signed you on to be a ministry person. Well, I can imagine that maybe the only reason why they signed him was because their their entire task was to kill a child, and no one else was like, "Yeah, I'll do that." Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, there's only got to be one. Yes, that that maybe that's what it was. Though, this um, movie sucks. It does suck. <laughs> God, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks so much, and I hate. I hate that. I hate that it sucks. I wish it was good. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, you don't think about the Predator and think, I wish the Predator was good, you know? You just, like, yeah, don't care. Uh, you just, like, try again, Hollywood. You suck. And then this one is like, no, you can't do this. You can't yeah. ruin Harry. You can't ruin this franchise. And you just did. There were other plot points that didn't come back. Like, Nagini, it doesn't matter that she's a snake in this movie, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't come back. Um, yep. Like, Nicholas Flamel doesn't come back. Like he's he's there he's around but he doesn't do anything anyway there yeah so many so many things that don't do you think do that the here's an idea mm-hmm. and this isn't a good idea but do you think that they could do something like this they do the duel between um, Jude Law and Johnny Depp yeah. at the end of the fourth film and then the fifth film is repercussions and a time jump in which all connecting points connect to the Harry Potter universe. A teen, Do you want to see a teenage Tom Riddle meeting Nagini oh. for the first time? Yeah, right. Things like that. Hmm. 
Or do you think that they should keep that open for when there's not this cast and there can be a different writer in many years in the future? Because Harry Potter movies will happen forever. Yeah, I think you know, you're right there. Yeah, now that now that like they've established, hey, J.K. Rowling said we can do this as a franchise, and they're the like, second yeah. that they designed that Wizarding World logo, yeah, that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe pop up at the beginning of the films. Mm-hmm. If this was just Fantastic Beast two, mm-hmm. I wouldn't think that this could be a forever franchise like Marvel is and like mm-hmm. Star Wars is. And those yeah. are what I consider forever franchises. Mm-hmm. There is such a big world, and they will continue to make those films. The second that they made, it's not it's not Harry Potter anymore. It's Wizarding World. Mm-hmm. Bam, forever yeah. franchise. The benefit of that is we are going to get a really good series at some point. We you know maybe a TV show. You know? Give me the Marauders. Yep, everyone's calling for it. I mean, in a way... <laughs> We've like, already seen it, kind of. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, we do know the story. You, there, there are other stories to tell there. Yeah, well, that's why it would be good as a TV series on Netflix yeah, rather yeah. than a movie. Yeah, like, it's just the characters, you know, every season's another year or something. I just... Yeah, she should make another mystery over several books about people at Hogwarts. <laughs> Do you and think no- she should make another mystery novel the way that she did under a um, a fake name after mm. she made Harry Potter? She made that mo- that book that nobody liked. She made the one that nobody liked, and then she made another one under that. That was she made another one and that was what was under another name, and people actually liked that. Oh, okay. So the one that she made was under J.K. Rowling. The, yeah, that was the one that people didn't like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. brutal. Yeah. <laughs> she is wiping away those tears with her literal billions. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> people said, like, it was well-written, but it because it was not about anything special, like, it was just about Britain or, like, London or, like, like it just felt very done before. Yeah, right. You know what I've just realised about this particular episode of this review that we're doing right now? Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about Newt Scamander, not once. Now, oh. do you think that's because he did nothing and uh, he I was d- just kind of there for a lot of it? I still like him. Oh, just- hundred percent. Yeah. I don't want him to be faded away in no. for Jude Law and Johnny Depp. Give yeah, me, I, give me Eddie Redmayne with Jude Law in the more scenes together. They were great. I was just going to, yeah, uh, that's what I said when I walked out of the cinema was like, if that movie was just Jude Law and Newt, it would have been fine. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> cause you've, cause you've never seen a character like Newt. Like that's not in other films. Like, yes, he's I disagree. Real- I've seen oh. season Five to seven of Doctor Who. <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair enough. Well, yes, you have. Like, I guess he's like that. But in Matt Smith was, you know, happy. Newt Scamander's like, he's weird. You he's know, always he- tilting his head and giving a and giving a um. Oh, what's the word? Um, not a smile, but a um, a grimace. He's yeah. always tilting his head with sad eyes and doing a grimace, isn't he? Yeah. And that the kid that they got was like. Doing a really spot-on impression of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. I, yes, <laughs> that, that was a good kid, actually, now that you mentioned yeah. it. I felt he was doing a too good of a job. Like, he was too <laughs> on point with the um, the mannerisms that it was like, yeah, right. oh, my God, you've been... you have, This kid has been, like, practicing a lot. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but, yeah, like, even though he's done some weird stuff, and I've heard complaints about, like, they don't like that Newt does weird things with animals like dance and like lick the ground in which they stood and do weird, I don't know. But like, that makes him interesting, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Like, I really liked when he was um, 
um, being a detective. Yeah, yeah. He had like all the different creatures out, and he's like, "Now you do this and play now." And then they all start doing it, and he's like figuring out the scene, and then he licks the ground, and then the muggle guy was like, "And now he's licking the ground." Yeah, yeah. like yeah, fun. Give yeah. us more of those two. I don't want to see. I don't care about the Lestrange family tree. No, no, I don't care about family trees. Like, <laughs> it just seems like yeah, this one got muddled in. Oh, who is this family? Like, who's the family? I don't care. It's funny how they spent so much trying to be like, look, the the Lestrange family tree, it all makes sense because this person was this person and that's this many descendants from the other person that you know. And yet they put Minerva McGonagall in the school and she's yeah. not even born yet. Yeah. Oh, wasn't she? <laughs> no. No. Everyone oh, was no. like, why? Because he was like, Miss McGonagall, may you please transfer these students away? And I was like, oh, that's cool. McGonagall's in here. But she's a lot younger than Dumbledore. And you didn't get to see her. So I thought, oh, maybe that's like a very, like, a, it's a young McGonagall. Maybe she's even a student. I don't think she was ever a student. Mm. But, and then I look up to see what reviews are saying and everyone's going like, hang on a second, Minerva McGonagall wasn't born until 18 years after the events of this film. Oh, oh And also there's no, McGonagall was the first of her name. So this is definitely not a descendant. <laughs> and that is trash. People, people were saying maybe, maybe it's, you know, maybe they just forgot that it's the first of her name and they just wanted there to be a nice little Easter egg. But in the, in the screen, uh, sorry, in the screenplay, it is not, ah, McGonagall, please transfer these students away. It is, ah, Miss Minerva McGonagall, full name and all. <laughs> Take these students away. <laughs> J.K. Rowling wrote this. How does she do that? She, I've, I've read, like, a full detailed thing that J.K. Rowling wrote about Minerva McGonagall and her background. Like, yeah, she, knows she knows exactly who she is. It's very detailed. And this, uh, how could they do that? You they know just, what? This, it just shows they don't care. It just, uh. Yeah. But McGonagall being in there, the inconsistencies regarding the who's holding the Elder Wand at this point and the last scene of the film, which we've not talked about and we are already way over time, mm. um, are all things that people are theorizing about how it could all connect in the... how it could all work. And I'm banking that they are banking on us figuring it out for them and they will apply that. Be like, oh, hey, God. we thought about this all along. It's just the same as Stephen Moffat did at the end of Sherlock. Yeah. Um, started to actually utilise fan theories in the show. I genuinely think that um, the the theory that is blowing up and it's not, it's not really a theory, it's just kind of this is regarding the end. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert for Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, Ezra Miller is a Dumbledore. And oh, that's he is, right. He is the um, long lost, never spoken about, ever referred to at no point brother of Dumbledore that isn't Alberforth or the sister. What's her name? She's uh, Ariana. Ariana. And there we go. Now, the theory is, of course, that Grindelwald is just lying. I think that that's true. Mm-hmm. And yeah. but people then say, how did the Phoenix arrive? There are two theories there. One it's not a real phoenix. Um, it's another bird that can just show up out of the air, <laughs> yeah. you know? And he's just like, hey, it's a phoenix. And um, I think there was... Um, someone said that when Newt was in the flashback, when Newt was in the school, he's patting a bird, and he's like, it's a fire bird, but it's not a phoenix. So it might be that. Mm, okay. um, and the other one is that it is 
it is a phoenix particularly like specifically it is forks credence isn't a dumbledore but the obscurus inside him is ariana so that's how it still managed to find oh forks's way to credence was through ariana and that's why forks will respond to him oh okay that works that is the only way that it works and it is hint to that in the film Mm. so that it doesn't seem like we're doing the work for you because if this was the plan all along there's no way that we can determine whether we didn't do the work for that (laughs) because this movie the next movie is not going to come out for another year or two years by that point they'll be like yeah we know well, we'll so, be like, yeah, we know, because that's the only thing that makes sense. And they'll be like, we thought about it all along. We'll be like, but did you, though? Yeah, like, they shouldn't set everything up like this, because everyone's going to guess. Like, they ne- the, the Harry Potter books work because they were standalone. Like, you could read them as one thing, and it would make sense, usually. Like, except for maybe the last few books. So you wouldn't keep guessing at what was going to happen, you know? <laughs> I guess the one last note I have is... um. Uh, I, th- I think, ultimately, the reason this movie's crap, like, other than, obviously, the pot plot's not good, but the reason the movie's crap in terms of its structure, because it feels weirdly paced, doesn't it? It feels oh, like jumps, yes. ar- jumps it was, around. It was everyone. one of the worst paced films I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. um, I was bored, and then, like, yeah. this is too much, and then I was bored. Yeah, exactly. It was so, lots of boring parts. It was the um, Man of Steel effect. I would say the reason this movie's so like that is because it, unlike literally all of the Harry Potter books and Fantastic Beasts, it's not about one character and their friends, and it's not a mystery that they're solving. It's like, it's about lots of characters all solving little different mysteries. Yeah. And you just don't have time to care about any of the plot threads. For an overarching point that... 98% of the people that are sitting in the cinema know how it's going to go around. You know what, Ollie? This Fantastic Beasts are going going to be the Harry Potter of somebody else's childhood. They're going to look forward to the new Fantastic Beasts movie the same way that we were looking forward to Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, but we enjoyed those movies. Like, those were good movies anyway. Like, yeah, but they get (laughs) sexy young Dumbledore. These kids are so lucky. They get sexy Dumbledore. I just feel like the kids will be like, oh, we don't care. It was... I don't know. I'd like to think that the kids are smart enough to realise that this is, in fact, bad. But Jude Law was very good. Yep, Jude Law was very good. And so is Newt Scamander. I wish this was just an adventure between them, trying to get Grindelwald, and at the end, they do. And then it moves on to a different movie the next time. Quidditch Through the Ages. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like, how cool would a Quidditch movie be? It's like a sports movie, but, you know. Yeah. Harry, it's, it's got wizards. This movie, from me, gets one angry emoji, one sad emoji, and one confused face <laughs> emoji, because I'm conflicted. <laughs> but all with, with all negative emotions, conflicted. Yeah, this was a... This was a oh, fuck, should I give it a fail? I'm not putting it on that, that score, because I think it's just... It doesn't yeah. deserve. It doesn't deserve anything. <laughs> Should I give it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fail Jesus. it. Yeah. Fail. The only redeeming qualities are the fact that it's set in the Wizarding World. Yeah. 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 That's right. And that and that is a fail. I can't. I can't be a good. I can't be a good reviewer if the foundation of a thing is what makes it okay. If yeah. everything, it is not a house. If it is four bits of wood, making a square. Yeah. 
Those four bits of wood are good, but it is not a house. And you just like it because it had like a cool painting that you had in your other house. Yeah, it had <laughs> it, it had um, it had official sketchings of like a wand battle, and I was like, oh, magic is cool. And then the the house is like, oh, magic is cool. You can't live in me though, and I'm not supportive, and I'm what. I eventually I will become a house, but right now I am wood. <laughs> yeah. Wait, good analogies here on the podcast. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah, this sucks so much. I'm just really sad. Anyway. We have to go. Tell the, f- tell the people wh- how, they can, um, <laughs> how they can voice their own frustrations. Yeah, if you'd like to get in contact with us and let us know what you thought of Crimes of Grindelwald, um, you can do that by going to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash ignorance is this podcast um write us a message and say i thought this movie was good and explain why you thought it was good and we'll listen and maybe even talk about it on next week's show or next month's show because we've been (laughs) releasing later and later um the other way that you can do that is the same thing but on twitter which is twitter.com slash ignorance is pod know this just ignorance is pod Uh, And shoot us an email as well. That's the way you can send us the most amount of stuff because you don't have character restrictions. Gmail, uh, no, ignoranceisthispodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we've also got a Tumblr, which has been um, still having stuff added to it. It is ignoranceisthispodcast.tumblr.com. It is run by our good friend Eden, posting stuff about the films that we talk about. And sometimes she talks about the things that she's seen and voices her own opinions, which is very good. We're going to have Eden on the show sometime soon. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yep. And as we always like to end the show with a haiku about the movie we've watched this week... Yep. I've prepared three of them. Oh, three. Wow. Because usually if it's, you know, a movie I don't really think about, I don't I forget to prepare one and I'm usually coming up with one in your when you're doing the plugs. <laughs> but yeah. But I've got three. And yep. mostly you put just... more work into these haikus than JK Rowling put into the script. I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> um it's a good jumping off point. That's all that it is. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like everyone's. I feel like I'm going to get a message from casual fans and be like, "You hate this thing," and I'll be like, "Yeah, kind of." But let me <laughs> let me say, I think that the next films are going to be okay, especially the last one. The other two are a roll of the dice. Yeah, could be was good, it, but probably. Wasn't there not. another franchise recently where it's like we kept waiting for a new thing, but it never got good? Star Wars? Star Wars was overall... People were disappointed in Last Jedi after, like, three years of convincing themselves it was going to be the best film they've ever seen. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I maintain it's pretty I, good. Maybe I'm thinking of House of Cards, which had a solid first two seasons, and then every season you hoped it got better, but it didn't really. Oh, yeah. Maybe. And now it might be good again, because it's... <laughs> he's gone. He's, uh, he's out of here. In all fairness, his character was the best part of the show, and it's still not good, but... Right, okay. <laughs> Um, anyway, three hikers about the crumbs of Grindelwald. I mostly just wrote three because I didn't know which to decide on, so I'm just reading all, all of them. Even though, okay, so the, the the worst one first because a trilogy is better than an elongated fiveergy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Continue. Here's the first one. What crimes did old mate actually commit? Stupid title. Stupid film. <laughs> <laughs> Because a very good summary. I mean, that's a that's a good article um, headline, I think. 
Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, I know he did c- do bad things, but it's not like, it didn't feel like he was committing crimes, you know? It didn't feel like, you know, this was a, yeah. it was a, it was a heist mystery and the cops were after him and he had, had to, you know, do, do, steal something or. Yeah. He take- let a few babies die, but he didn't kill the babies. Yeah. You get a stronger sense of Voldemort's crimes, you know, like. Every time Voldemort returns to power, there's all these mysterious disappearances and stuff. That's more what I was thinking of when I think crimes, you know. There's lots of little crimes and stuff, but... I suppose anyway. he did light that thing on fire, that tomb on fire. Property yeah. damage was the worst crime that he did. Desecration, yeah. Yeah, property damage <laughs> to a tomb. But then again... Threatening he... the bombing of France, I suppose, but not actually doing it. <laughs> and then, but like like you said, is is he right? Is he the good guy? Because <laughs> he stopped the Holocaust. <laughs> uh, anyway, um... Okay. Next haiku was um, Crimes of Grindelwald has less soul than a man who split his in seven. <laughs> that's another. That's another article headline. <laughs> I tell you, I spent time on these ones. <laughs> Is there a subreddit called Accidental Haikus? Because I reckon you could write for a magazine and your stuff would be posted on that all the time. Yeah, I think there is actually. <laughs> I think there is. Um, and I'll end with a po- one positive haiku, I guess. Like, or more, oh, awesome. More of like a. You know, things to come, sort of. Yeah, yeah, great. Okay, so, X-Men Origins of the Wizarding World. Can't wait for Logan. <laughs> ah, that's a good point. Yes, yeah. very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's the, it's the steaming pile of crap after other good movies, even though the X-Men, yeah. even though X-Men wasn't as flawless as Harry Potter. This was, the, this was the 10th movie in the Harry Potter series. You'd think after nine, they knew how to do a good job. But There's going to be a misstep in every in every franchise, I'm sure. Yeah. Even Game of Thrones had the boring episodes. Yeah. But then you have the next episode, you know? <laughs> yeah. And the boring episodes of Game of Thrones was like the first one, and then everything else yeah. is perfect. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Or like, even, even if it's boring, like, there's still a good scene in it somewhere, you know? I'm sad. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye.